Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome A-Team guest Rufilo Nyoni, who's the Chief Executive Officer of Mindful Revolution. Rufilo, thank you very much for joining us. Always such a great pleasure having you here on the Late Night Conversations. How are you? Hello, Patricia. I think like you're always playing my cam, so <laughs> the perfect way to end my day. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I think uh, Brabenzito Ricotto has got the, the, the same wavelength of music as you. We have to play your jazz. So he's, he's got me covered. <laughs> so today we're talking emotional first aid and I was saying as we opened up the show that you know wounds that are internal that are emotional are usually overlooked uh, but because no one can see them they're not visible and we tend to just keep moving on because that's what we get told but at some point it does catch up to us so talk to us about this first aid for the emotions where does it start Who's supposed to administer it? Um, should mm-hmm. I get someone to help me and resuscitate me emotionally, or can I do it for myself? Well, Patricia, as you say, you know, uh, wounds are real, whether they're emotional, whether it's physical, whether mental. And uh, because of emotional wounds, we don't necessarily see them, we can neglect uh, taking care of ourselves in this regard. So, you know, emotional first aid relates to self care. And I like to call it an essential service to self, which means that it's something that we can take care ourselves. The different tools and strategies that we can use to make sure that we are nurturing our emotions, just like uh, we brush our teeth every morning, every night to take care of our dental health. It's important that we take care of our emotional health as well. There's an analogy I like to use. You know, we've got emotions, we've got physical calories, so the things we eat. Uh, nutrition, but uh, emotional calories are the things that we carry as well. How do we lose the weight of what we're carrying in our hearts um, as it relates to the challenges that we're, we're facing on a daily basis? Yeah, very important, very critical for us to consider this. So here I am, I'm now realizing that ooh, ooh, there's an emotional emergency. I need first aid. Where do I start? What is my first point of departure? Yeah. So there's so many different things that we can do in this regard. Um, And I think key is to realize that emotional injuries can be as crippling as physical ones. And um, as I say, yes, because they're invisible, we can attend to them. So the starting point would be to acknowledge your emotions. In the mindfulness world, we like to say, name it to tame it. So uh, taking that pause, um, being aware of your emotional weather forecast, what are some of the things that you're experiencing? What are some of the things that we go through? And uh, one of the practices that we do with our clients is um, with neighbor entertainment, we can, without even closing our eyes, uh, perhaps just placing one hand on your belly, putting another hand on your heart, uh, just connecting with your essential nature and checking in on your emotions, naming them as they rise, saying, okay, I'm feeling anxious, or okay, I'm feeling angry, okay, I'm feeling this, and I'm feeling that. So that's definitely one way that we can look after emotional health. We call that the emotional check-in. 
secondly would be self-compassion. Now, uh, we've spoken now, about Now, Rufilwe, before you go on to yes. the compassion, you say we need to check yes. in. How often should we be checking in? Because I could leave it for an entire year because I'm so busy, right? I'm busy surviving. I'm busy being alive. <laughs> so how often should we be doing the emotional check-in? I mean, how often do you check your phone, Patricia? <laughs> okay, okay. That often? That often. And, you know, again, it's not something that would take very long. Mm. It's just something that we have to, it has to become a habit. And uh, in order for something to become a habit, it's something that we have to practice regularly, especially when we're starting out and especially in the beginning, Um, especially in the moments when we're not feeling so great emotionally. Obviously, when we're feeling amazing, when things are going well, uh, we don't really find the need or the necessity to be in touch with our emotions. But in those times when you, you know, you don't feel amazing, things don't seem to be going well, you're feeling frazzled. Um, you know, you get annoyed very easily with people. That really is the time when you need to consider um, making this emotional check-in. So checking in on yourself, making yourself more important than your phone. Can you imagine a world like that? You, yeah. I think there'd be a better people, right? Better everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's, let's move on. You were saying after we, we do the check-in often, what should we be doing then? Yeah. So the check-in is definitely a great way that we can check in on ourselves. Um, there's something called the self-compassion practice, which is something we can practice periodically, perhaps uh, not as often as the emotional check-in, but in the moments when we do feel um, overwhelmed, when we do feel that our emotions are racing further uh, ahead of us than what we need them to be. And this happens when challenging emotions arise. It's about acknowledging our feelings. It's about granting ourselves compassion. And that's one way that we can give ourselves emotional first aid. So again, it's about uh, finding words of kindness that you resonate with. You know, uh, words of kindness, I can give you an example of some of the ones I use. You know, when I'm going through uh, something difficult, I, I acknowledge, I say that, you know, this is a moment of difficult for me. And I acknowledge that difficulties are part of everyone's life. So um, I'm not, it's not just about me. And in everything that I'm going through in this moment, may I respond with kindness. So I repeat those words to myself. This is a moment of difficulty. Difficulties are part of everyday life. May I respond with a kindness, right? So acknowledging that this is a moment of difficulty, these words help us to bring mindfulness to the fact that we are in pain, to the fact that we are not okay in this moment. And as we like to say, it's okay not to be okay. The second part of those words of kindness, which says difficulties are a part of everyone's life, these words are designed to remind us that uh, imperfection is a normal and natural part of the human experience. And if we can embrace it, we can walk with it rather than push against it. And the third words in the self-compassion practice, the third phrase rather, says, may I respond with kindness. Now, these words are then designed to firmly set our intention to be, um, to be self-compassionate and to bring a sense of caring and concern to the present moment experience. The key thing to note about this is that it's not about changing the situation, but rather it is about 
our personal mastery. How can we master ourselves in the challenges of life? There are many challenges in life. There are many things that we have little or no control over. But if we can find a way just to pause in those moments and to check in on ourselves, to give ourselves self-compassion, we would be nurturing our emotional first aid um, in a really powerful way. Let me open up for the A-teamers to join in on the conversation. I mean, as an A-teamer, um, do you usually uh, do that introspective work that um, Rufilo is talking about, uh, emotional first aid? Uh, are you one to check in on yourself? Are you one to um, be honest with yourself about how you're feeling? I know for sure that I'm one of those people. I'm honest with myself. If I'm tired, I'm tired. If I'm feeling I can't do this, I'll express it. If I'm feeling I need strength, I need strength. And I always draw strength from, from divine source. But I want to hear from you as an A-teamer. How do you do your emotional first aid? Or perhaps you're just in a place where you're just brutal, uh, brutally, um, you know, bare and you don't know where to start and you want to ask Rufilia, where should you start? How can you get better? All you need to do is call in on 011-714-2006 or you can send an SMS to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. Rufilia, please do continue. I need all of us to get better because things are rough and they are tough, but the internal work is more important than anything else, I believe. Yeah, it's so important. And, you know, another tool that I didn't mention, which is probably top of my list and my favorite is journaling. You know, journaling is such a powerful way for us to connect with ourselves, to have courageous conversations that we may not necessarily want to share with others. And the key thing when we're doing things like journaling is you know, we, it's important that we try not to intellectualize the process. We spend our days in our thinking body. We spend um, our days um, constructing our thoughts. But that's the moment where you can experience your ultimate imperfection, whatever that means for you. So just giving yourself that time, that attention, the same way that you would listen to a friend, the same way that you would listen to someone that you love, someone that you adore, Journaling is a powerful way that we can allow our emotions to be legitimate. So, And once our emotions are legitimate, we can then work on changing it and maybe providing better context, unpacking it, and uh, doing things like that. I was reading an article uh, from the University of, of Rochester Medical School, and I loved how they, they described this concept of emotional first aid. They say that it's the idea that uh, we take care of emotional injuries when they occur, so that they do not become more damaging in the long run. So just like when you uh, get a cut on your finger, uh, you put a bandage on, you put some ointment on to prevent infection, when we are injured by things like rejection, everyday things that happen to us, when we're injured by things like loneliness, again, everyday things that have happened to us, especially in the face of a pandemic, when we're injured by failure or what we perceive as failure, by loss, by guilt, how do we take care of ourselves, you know? Uh, we wouldn't think twice about grabbing a plaster uh, for a small cut on our finger. Even our children know how to do these things. And, and a person who's struggling with a heartbreak or a person who's lost someone knows that emotional injuries are just as debilitating as physical injuries. So as you say, we need to get better. And as we evolve to becoming a human species that better manages our mental wealth, it's important that we start to consider physical wounds and even small cuts 
as things to pay attention to and to pay emotional um, to pay the same um, significance to uh, our emotional aches and pains. Just like when we cut our finger, we see a little bit of blood, we start to panic, we want to plaster, we want to be helped. It's equally significant that we pay attention to the wounds that we can't necessarily see. And if we can take care of ourselves, we allow ourselves to um, have a sense of empathy to others' emotional wounds too. Now, you talked about journaling. Hmm. Uh, that is one therapeutic way to express yourself. But a lot of people are so scared of journaling because they are scared that someone might get hold of that journal and go through what they're feeling, and that will leave them bare and vulnerable to whoever got their hands on it. So how can we ensure safety in our journaling process? Because that's one thing that stops people from journaling. What if someone reads it? I love that question because as a teenager who journaled quite frequently and needed to let things out, that was probably one of my biggest fears. I just needed release, but I did not want my words to be found. Now, there are different ways that we can do this, right? So we live in the 21st century, 2022. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be handwritten journaling. There are wonderful journaling apps, uh, we, which um, they have uh, some privacy settings. Our phones, we all know that everyone's phone is locked these days. Um, so making notes, whether it's on your iPhone, whether it's on your Samsung, that's a powerful way to journal as well. And I think that... Um, our phones are a wonderful tool that we can use to journal because we always have them with us, you know. It's not necessarily having to take out a book and write because when we have to think about it too much, it tends not to happen. So we can use our phones. Something that I do uh, when I am journaling on paper is uh, to burn the paper that I'm journaling on, not just because I don't want someone to find it, but also to help myself to release myself from whatever anguish I have released on those pages. Um, confidentiality is a huge thing, and I can understand why um, you know, we want to open ourselves to the vulnerability of journaling, but um, it's scary because we're scared if someone finds our notes. So we can use our phones. We've got these phones that are locked. We can uh, tear our pages, burn our pages um, to almost as a cathartic experience as well. Um, yeah, so I think those are some of the strategies I would employ in that regard. Excellent, excellent strategies. Uh, A-teamers, there you have it. I mean, you don't have to use the, the old day uh, a pen and paper. I remember as a teenager, I was also very big on journaling. And I got one of those uh, journals that had a lock and key. So that really helped. <laughs> <laughs> but I was always... I remember those. Yeah. And was, it never worked. Uh, well, the the key never really worked, so you had to find a place somewhere in your bedroom to hide it because it was all about crushes and how upset your parents have just made you. And you know, when I come to think of it now, but yeah, it was it was definitely some uh, a first aid for my emotions at the time. So um, let's continue. What other emotional first aid uh, tools should we be employing? I think that important thing is just to make ourselves um, significant in our daily lives. You know, um, we find it easier not to acknowledge our difficult emotions because I get what we're called these things, Bogotos, you know, where we are, these rocks that are, you know, just moving through life. I was reading a post by a friend on social media and she said that she wants to officially resign as a Bogoto, she wants to be an Ignal, you know, all the soft stuff in life. Um, a powerful thing that we can do for ourselves as well is um, really trying to find 
and uh, to solidify the connections that we have with life. Um, I've said before that we live in a time where we're community deficient. We live in our high walls uh, where we don't necessarily know our neighbors. And um, our, our close circles are, are becoming places that we don't necessarily nurture. So sometimes when we feel alone, it's important to acknowledge that other people may be feeling similar things. So prioritizing our relationships, prioritizing the relationships that are not related to work, that are not related to an income, that are not related to, to anything other than just a space where you can absolutely be yourself. And another important thing, and this I put you know, probably highest on the list, is taking the time to celebrate yourself. There's so many amazing things that we do on a daily basis that we don't necessarily acknowledge. And even when we are considering gratitude, right, we hear about gratitude journaling all the time, uh, we don't ever express gratitude for ourselves. Um, there's a powerful quote that says, and if I asked you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take for you to name yourself? As part of our emotional first aid is acknowledging ourselves, mm. celebrating our strengths, celebrating our resilience, celebrating our qualities, our values, how we show up on a daily basis, not just for others, but also for ourselves. We are constantly winning battles. Yes, the war may not be won, but taking that time just to pinpoint, you know, today, there's something that I did. I got out of bed and I wasn't feeling amazing. Let me celebrate that. Or today, you know, I had this long to-do list and uh, I didn't necessarily get through everything, but I got through the bulk of it. Let me celebrate that. You know, I paid attention on purpose to uh, my daughter who was talking to me. Let me celebrate that. Celebrating ourselves is not vanity, but it's a pure form of how we can give ourselves emotional first aid. And we tend not to do that. We don't celebrate ourselves. And I agree with every point that you have made. At times, um, even uh, people say, do, do you pay yourself? You know, you've just received your income that you worked the entire month for. Um, is there anything that you give yourself as a gift or, you know, to celebrate the fact that you've actually worked or are just paying bills and looking after everyone else and forgetting about yourself? It's very important. Very, very important. Um, when we celebrate ourselves, does it have to... Does it have to be something we do very often? Because you mentioned, I mean, even just paying attention to, to your child, um, celebrate that. Do we have to do it often? The same answer goes, Patricia, how often do we look at our phones? Mm. You know, um, it's such an important thing to notice because we've got these rectangular little objects that are constantly taking control of our lives. You know, we spend so much time on our phones and we don't spend a lot of time on the present moment. So, you know, just finding that balance, right? Striking that balance that says that what are the urgencies? You know, one of the things that, that I do is that I don't have any notifications on my phone. So if you need me, you need to call me because WhatsApp is not going to tell me, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to get a notification, a notification pop up because those things become distractions. And when we're distracted by things that we don't necessarily need to be attending to in that moment, it takes away from time that we can be spending on ourselves. So, I mean, that's one tool that we can use. Um, listen the notifications that we have on our phone. Take the time to celebrate yourself in a moment after every meeting saying, you know, I said something really smart. Oh, my gosh, I am so smart. Or, you know, small things on a daily basis. We don't spotlight ourselves as much as we spotlight other people. And also, I mean, how much time do we 
spend on social media, looking at other people's lives, excited about it, maybe even feeling sad and comparative about it. Let's look at ourselves. Let's, let's, let's look at our inner net, as I call it. Not the internet, our inner net. And we can use that as emotional first aid. Love it. Love it, love it so much. Um, before we are wrapping up, but we still have some time, um, w- what other things should we be doing, Rafila? I-, I want to make sure that I, I've got this entire toolkit uh, for my uh, first aid um, in check. I'm making notes as you're speaking, by the way. I'm glad that you are making notes, Patricia, because like, as we've agreed that this is an important topic, um, I think that another thing that we can do for ourselves is um, finding meaning in our lives. Yes, there are many challenges that we're experiencing, but how can we find meaning in those challenges? Um, we can also cultivate self-awareness. Um, how aware are we of um, the challenges that we're experiencing, not just our emotions, but sometimes because we're these hugely resilient people, we're not even aware when something is heavy because we're so used to carrying it. Um, I think that we can definitely try to minimize the distractions that we have on a daily basis. And by so doing, we start to limit the amount of regrets that we have. Um, I think an example for me is uh, being a parent and being a working parent and how, you know, we work and then um, someone talks to us, but you're not really hearing what they're saying. So, you know, releasing ourselves from regret, we can give that to ourselves by being present. Oh, Rufilwe, you're lying there. We can't hear you anymore. Um, let's see if Abra Benzito can be able to get hold of you so we can be able to wrap up nicely. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. I'm glad we got you back, Rufila. Let's uh, wrap up what you were saying. I was about to get very sad that we didn't close on a good note. Well, you would be pleased to know that I love to give myself some emotional first aid. That's how much I prioritize it mid-interview. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I was just wrapping up by sharing an acronym that is SOBA. And these are the, the, the steps to follow in a distressful or challenging situation to enable us to feel less overwhelmed and help us cope better with the situation. So the invitation is that we stop, so that's the S of sober, is that we observe, so observe what our experience is, what we're going through, our emotions. And the third step is breathe, so breathing will help to calm down our nervous system and quell any potential fight or flight responses. And then it's to expand, right? So um, our resilience requires us to detach from habitual responses and we can create an open awareness by expanding and finally, after the expansion, we can respond. Uh, so after we've done this practice of self-examination, the pause, observing the breath, recording the breath, the open awareness and perspective, we can put ourselves in a mindful space where we can respond. And when we can respond, we are providing emotional space to aid ourselves because, let's be honest, very many of us are reacting and not necessarily responding to our emotions and to the challenges that we're facing in our lives. Rufile, how do our A-teamers get in touch with you? Patricia, our A-teamers can reach out to me on email. My email address is rufile at mindfulrevolution.io. We're also on LinkedIn. We're also on Instagram, on Facebook. Just a click and look for Mind Revolution and they'll be able to connect with us. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. A-teamers, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go straight to the news with Greg Hose.